This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The NBA is back. Where else can a city this loud be this left on? And 30 feet is still in range. Where else is history? Still in the make. The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Support for Talking Halos comes from Manscaped, who's the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untribbed pubes are the thing of the past. You know, it's, we, we got to keep things looking nice down there for the ladies, and but we also got to be careful. That's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their perfect 2.0 package, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelly nice down there. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set you the mood, if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that will keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade over those used pair of boxers to Manscaped high-performance anti-chafing boxer briefs. Tis the season of Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gifts of all, the Manscaped Perfect 2.0. Get 20% off shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. And now for the show. Well, I'm talking Halo. This is Derek Ciapala with the guys in charge. Not me. I'm just kind of here to loaf. It's Jared Timms and John Crane. How you guys doing? You go, Jared. How you doing, buddy? I'm not doing too bad today. I've been working a lot with the holidays, but, uh, you know, money is money. Did you money? have to drive over an hour in traffic tonight like I did? Uh, I mean, I got off at like 3.34 in the afternoon, so not, not nearly as late as you. It takes me about half an hour to get home, though. Half an hour, forty-five minutes. Fortunately, you know, we've got Christmas music now. That keeps me keeps me going on the way home. I just listen to Christmas music. You're too festive. Bah humbug. <laughs> bah humbug. Hey, Jared, I have a quick question for you before we get into this. Just honest question, and I'll t- you know I I do this stuff just to tweak you a little bit. 
why on earth do you have like this big hater club? <laughs> like I don't every know. time, I, I, Jared Tim's I takes. I I love it. I think I think it's great. You know, I mean, my name's. I mean, you're getting getting names getting out there somehow, right? If you got people hating you, so I mean, I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna block. I'm just you know, and you ignore them, and you know, hey, if you want to talk about my stuff, you can talk about the stuff that I put out there. I mean, some of it's good, some of it's not great. You know, some of it's uh, a little controversial at times, but you know, it's it's all uh, it's all stuff that I think of in my head. It's kind of you know, I'm, I'm always thinking this, <laughs> thinking about baseball. So it's just just stuff that I like putting out there. I'm glad that I have uh, I have the following, I guess that uh, that allows me to do this. But yeah, you know. With, with that, you know, people dislike and like your stuff, and you know, you're entitled to your own opinions. But I love it. I think I think it's funny. So does it mean that you're standing by your argument, even with it, the whole deal? Yes, yes, I'll stand by my argument, and I will, I, I'll get into it a little bit more um, when we start talking about uh, the Tehran deal. I, I like it though, but we'll, we'll get into it, I guess, a little bit more. All right. So, John, real quick, any thoughts on the current status of the Angels before you even dig into it? No, that's fine. How about that guy who always leaves uh, gifts on your uh, comments on your Twitter guy? That guy, he seems to be a fan. I don't know, man, but he leaves a lot of gifts on your uh, Twitter you? account, Jared. You know, that guy. Is that, is that you, John? <laughs> David yeah, Fletcher. that's me. That's me. I sum everything up in a gif. I love those things. Oh, yeah. John, you know, that reminds me. Angels Nation 27 wanted me to ask you to unblock him. Unblock him? Is he the guy who? Oh, okay. Right, yeah, I, I'm just passing the message along. You know, you can do what you want. I'm not saying anything about the guy. I'm just passing I along. I don't know why I blocked him, but I probably well, did. I'm pretty sure we know right. why you He's blocked him. But nah, let's not yeah. go there. Let's not go there. Let's well, not- as far right. as uh, it, uh, just on uh, my state of the angels, I, I, I think that I, I, I think I'm happy with what they did today. We're, we're not getting to it. I don't think we're going to get they, – they signed a pitcher, another solid pitcher. And I'm going to hear everybody – I talk about say the innings eater, innings eater. You know, we heard – you know. No, but this is what we need. We need a couple of good pitchers. But I will not be satisfied with this offseason. If this offseason ended today, I would say it was a good offseason. But I will not – I will say it is a great offseason if we add a Keiko or a Ryu. With these two pitchers, I think we got a solid staff. I was seeing some of the readings earlier about a war and how it was all stacking up. Now the Angels are, I think, up to like 91 wins for next year projected. Mm -hmm. And But that's not going to happen. You're going to have your injuries. You're going to have different things. I just don't see that happening. You need another guy at this point. We'll have that debate later, I guess. But before we even get into it, Guys, gals, whoever's watching the show, we're still a new podcast. We need your support. If you could head over to Apple Music, leave a review. We'd really appreciate a five-star review. Helps us move up the charts. If you want us to earn it, if you think, yeah, hey, these guys are a three or a four-star, if I don't want to hit them just yet, give them a chance to get that five-star, just email of talkinghalesgmail.com. Give us your feedback. We'd really appreciate it. And if you're a new listener and join the show, please do us a favor and text a fellow Angels fan or leave a phone call or whatever. Let them know better podcasts mean the world to us. All right, so the big news today. Julio Teheran signs a one-year deal with the Angels, estimated, reported at $9 million for that one year. It's um, He's an interesting guy. He's a, he got a 77-73 career record, an ERA career under four. There are some concerns about him, including some drop in, in velocity. He 
was not on the Braves postseason roster until later on, took a loss. Um, I want to know what you guys think about it. I'm going to go over to John first, since I never really start with John anymore. John, your thoughts? Okay, so I did find the article I was reading today, and it is in The Athletic. But um, after reading that and getting all uh, uh, excited, like I had all this great knowledge again, as I said before, uh, before the podcast, I believe I said, I went to Twitter and saw that um, Jared had actually tweeted this information, not from The Athletic, probably from his own research. Um, I, I'm just going to say it again. I see, I don't see, you know, he's not our stopper numbers, but we need some, we need some fillers. We need some people in there. Um, some people that can, that can pitch past five innings, pitch past six innings. And both of these guys, Again, this guy falls right into me the Bundy category of that he's he, he can pitch. He does not he pitches for length. Uh, ERA isn't isn't off the chart or anything. Solid stays in the game. Give us some innings. Allow allow our bullpen not to maybe come in uh, three or four times a, a game. So again, but I'm going to preface it all with the fact that we still need to get uh, a Ryu or a Keichel, or somebody that I don't even know about, but a solid ace um, to go because we got the money. That's the nice part about these signings is the money we spent on them still leaves us with money to sign a $20 mil- I, I Correct me if I'm wrong, a $20 million uh, pitcher. Um, so I like this move. I really do. It's not, it's not, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't ring the same as last year where we signed all these guys for one years, just for the one year purpose of doing what we're doing this year. And hopefully we pull off what we're doing this year. Okay. Jared. I I'm with you on this, John. I, I, I like it. You know, I like what the, I, I mean, this is, all, I mean, I think Tehran's been kind of on the angels radar for a while now, but, uh, but I, I like it, you know, um, Fangraphs projections aside, uh, and velocity aside, you know he's never been a big velocity guy. And um, you know something that I've I kind of picked up um, the high spin rate with him is super super interesting. And then you go down to you know his his vertical and horizontal movements on his pitches, and it's not what you expect for his spin rate. I mean, yes, he's only throwing ninety something miles an hour. I mean, if that his fastball velocity last year. Averaged at 89.7, so about 90 miles an hour. But all of his um, pitch movement was in, you know, wasn't at the top of this class like you'd expect. It was, it was actually kind of below average in a sense, even though his spin rates were high. So, you know, something that I'm super interested to see, you know, what Callaway and what you know the coaching staffs do with him is seeing if they can, you know, maybe maybe push some of these spin rates. I don't, I'm, they won't. They won't push the spin rates up or down, but see if they can get more movement on his pitches and maybe, in a sense, make him become a better pitcher. Um, the way that I kind of like to look at this move as well is the the rotation that. So you you have right now the two spot in a sense open if you have Otani at that one, and you're going to insert uh, Tehran in the three through six spot, whatever you want to call it, and that actually pushes. Suarez or Sandoval, whoever you know, you guys want. Anybody wants to put in that mix, out, and you know that makes it. That gives you so much more depth because Sandez and Sandez, wow, Suarez and Sandoval um, are, are really similar to what you know Tehran's going to put up for you, except for 
Tehran is going to almost guarantee put up the innings for you this year where Suarez and Sandoval probably are a little bit questionable in my opinion you know you might have big years from them but at the same time you may not you know you may see um, Suarez from last year come back or you might see Sandoval regress a little bit and so you know I, I like this move from a depth perspective as well so have those guys down in AAA and Tehran can start the major league level for the Angels and you know it's, it's a nice depth piece for the Angels you know I see a lot of people get on Suarez I mean, especially on Angel's Twitter, and I don't think it's fair in a lot of ways. He should not have been up last year. He was called up out of necessity. He was a guy who was not ready by at least a year, and yeah, he gets hammered all the time. Signing someone like Tehran gives them a chance to get him some time in the minds that he needs and give him the opportunity to fine-tune some of those better things that we know he has in his arsenal somewhere. I'm not saying Suarez will ever develop into a 1 or a 2 or anything like that. We see him basically as a 4 or a 5. But he's not this horrible product that we saw at the end of last year. He's a guy who has potential, just needs more time. The same for Sandoval. Give these guys more opportunity to be where they should have been last year with the depth that's coming in. That's why I like the deal. I'm not saying the, the Angels should go out there and sign this guy, Tehran, to a three, four-year deal. I think one year is perfect. You know that he's starting to head down towards the, the bottom end of his career. We know that. It's not rocket science to see that. But it is an opportunity to get some good things out of the guy, get some good use out of him, and maybe just maybe Mickey Callaway can, can fix up that fastball a little bit, can find something in there and get a little more out of it than... You know, then what we've seen. Also, you never know. Just a change in environment, change in change in defense behind you, change in ballpark. There are a lot of different factors that can change how a person performs. I, I'm with you, John. I don't see this as a Cahill move, even though I think Cahill was brought in to kind of fill that kind of void. And I definitely don't see it as a Harvey. Harvey was them trying to kick the tires and see what was there. Maybe they can get something out of him, and they got nothing out of him. In this case, you're just trying to. Get somebody experienced in there for one more year, and then maybe a Suarez or a Sandoval is ready to step into the rotation in 2021, or maybe they find somebody who's more permanent in free agency or re-trade. I think it's a good. It's a good deal. I agree. Last year, last year, the the, the those signings, a lot of those, those signings were were not meant to be long term. They were supposed to just be to fill. Until this year, and I guess that they'd worked out. I guess the same thing in this one. If Tehran works, out, if they all work, if they work out, then we got the options of that. Um, one of them is isn't even one of them's do. Isn't Tehran somebody's in the? One of them still has arbitration eligible, right? I think it that's was. Dylan Bundy. Oh, Bundy, yeah, Bundy, yeah. One of them still has, yeah. So they're estimating he'll make about five point seven, so a little bit cheaper. You know. It's, not too, not too shabby. Jerry, any final thoughts? No, again, I like it. It's a nice depth piece, and it moves the guys, you know, like you said, Suarez, Sandoval, Berea, um, Pena, down a little bit and, and out of the role that they don't really need to be in yet. You know, they don't need a high-stress a high role yet. You know, have them work their way through it, you know. So I've seen Suarez at the minor league level, and I've seen Sandoval at the minor league, minor league level, and I'll let you know those guys are. There's a lot there to. There's a lot there to want, and when teams come knocking on the door to trade for a starter, when the Angels go knocking on other teams' doors trading for starting pitching, those are the guys I can almost guarantee that they ask about is you know Sandoval, Suarez, um, 
you know, Thais, uh, uh, not just Adele and Marsh. You know, there's there's other guys that are highly sought after, and these are some of those guys. So, just wanted to point something out as well. With when it comes to the Angels, I'm seeing a lot of criticism as well for um, the Will Wilson trade, the Will Wilson Cozart trade to the Giants for cash. And I forget the guy's name now. Their 29th prospect. I'm, I don't remember him. But Garrett Williams. There you go. And talking about, well, money-wise, they didn't really get anything out of it. If you think that, then you need to look at how the actual numbers works. If you're factoring in the signing bonus for Wilson, that was outside of the 40-man payroll. Does not count towards luxury tax. So the Angels got back 12.66 by getting Kozar off the book, $12.66 million. They wind up spending $9 million on Tehran. Just look at how that changes things. That $3 million gave them an extra pitcher plus. That enabled them to go out there and get Rendon, and now they have the money to, to get probably a catcher and another pitcher. That's how important that Cozart deal was, and that's how important that Will Wilson trade was. I like Will Wilson. I think, Jared, I know you do. Um, but if you're trying to build a winner now, and you can get Rendon out of the deal, plus get some pitching, it's a deal you had to make. It's a move you had to make. Don't That money, the Will Wilson signing bonus, is completely separate from the 40-man roster. So if, you're, if that's affecting how you're thinking about it, shove it out of there. It's not, it's not accurate. Jared, thoughts there? No, yeah, I, I I agree. You know, I'm a big Will Wilson fan. I like the pick. And it's tough getting rid of somebody like that. But if you can clear the money, even if it's only for this year and, you know, down down the road, I I like it. You know, I like it a lot if it helped you get Rendon. <laughs> it's, I, I'll take Rendon over Will Wilson any day of the, any day of the year, you know. So it, it, it's, it's, that's an easy move to make. Well, we ha- and we kind of tra- transitioned a little bit here in that last year we were – uh, rebuilding on the fly, I, I believe Epler referred to it as. Um, once you sign Rendon and we got Trout in his prime, we're not rebuilding anymore. We're 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 heading more in the direction of going for it. Um, so, I think some prospects become a little more expendable. Obviously, not the um, uh, Joe Adele or Marsh. Maybe not. I mean, I, I'm assuming neither of those were touchable, but. I think we're starting to head more into a win 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 now mode, so we can trade a couple prospects. The impression I'm getting is the Angels are are, are going to take this in two steps. I think the Tehran deal kind of says that you're it's a one year deal, a guy who's got you know a good track record. He's going to be consistent for you. He only has had one season, one full season in Major League Baseball with more than a 4.04 ERA. I think this year what they're moving towards is get in position to compete. Maybe make the playoffs this year. Shooting for that wild card or a little more. Okay. I think the second part of that comes next offseason. That's why they're still keeping these one-year deals in the books that can move people. The guys that can't get this year, maybe they're going to trade for them next year. Maybe they're going to move people this year. It's giving them more options, more flexibility. And I, that's why I think be careful in how we look at this offseason because they're making moves and maybe – Maybe we were wrong. And what I mean by maybe we were wrong, we were thinking, well, the Angels have to go out there and fix the entire pitching staff this year. Well, maybe it didn't work out that way because of how inflated the deals were for Cole and Strasburg. It just blew the market out of the water. It, it killed the market. Nobody expected a market that big. 
Jared, what'd you have Garrett at? Seven for two forty-five. What uh, Strasburg got? Okay, so Strasburg and gets seven for forty-five. Garrett gets nine for three twenty-four. Redonkulous, redonkulous. And you know we were all gung ho on getting Cole. We you just don't pay for nine years, three twenty-four. It's just it's just going to be poo holes all over again. That's what we've been. Well, I, and I think to a to a smaller extent, maybe not what we'd hoped for. Um, we did kind of rebuild the pitching staff this year because you're, if you're naming off the pitching staff, uh, he needs what we had him at, at three, I guess, and he probably at the end of the season would have been number one. Or I guess Canning, well, see, because Canning now Heaney would have been number one last year, right, to close the season with Canning on the eat when the deal, yeah. With uh, wasn't Tyler? Yeah, I just think that yeah, the guys you have right now that includes Bundy, even though they have control for him, Allen's guaranteed they'll be here next year. I think these guys are guys you're gonna you're you have come in here now. You hope resourceful. You hope you can turn around Bundy. I think it's Callaway's hope you can tweak him up, and then if you can't get the exact guy you want this year, which it looks like they're not going to, they still have hopes for next year. If you can get a Ryu on a short-term deal, or a um, a Keiko on a short-term deal, then you know you could think we have to go ahead and have a rollover in this pitching staff. So it also gives your minor league guys Suarez, Sandoval, Chris Rodriguez time to develop, and maybe they're ready when this is all said and done. And I think it's what he's shooting for. I could be wrong. I mean, just remembering a couple of our interviews from earlier in the year, I. I understand that um, we we were all thinking there's going to be a fix this year. Well, unless you're going to make a trade, if, if they, I, let me say it this way: if they were going hardcore to make sure that it's definitely everything's fixed this year, I think they make the Kluber trade, or I think they make you know a trade similar to that to where they're going to be giving away major major prospects. They wouldn't do it. Jared, am I off on this one? No, I I totally agree with you. I think you know. Uh, the the number one thing the Angels wanted to do this offseason was get Garrett Cole. Uh, that that didn't happen because, like you said, the inflated market. Nobody expected him to get three hundred plus million dollars. Um, then you know you, you go with your backup plans. You know you go Rendon. Rendon, I'm assuming was it was a quick second on the backup plan um, because Strasburg wasn't there. I'm assuming Strasburg was probably that second. But since Strasburg wasn't there, you go Rendon. That's a move for the future. That doesn't just make you good next year. That makes you go down the road as well, which is fantastic, which is, which is which is amazing. You know, you don't just want to be good for one year. You want to be like the Dodgers. You want to be like the Astros. You want to be like those teams are con- that are consistently in it. You know, you don't just want to be a one-hit wonder. You know, that, that, that that's, no, that's not what you want. Um, and, you know, the Angels are setting themselves up nicely to continuously be in the mix year in and year out. Um, and, you know, this the last couple of years haven't been fun. I mean, we all know that, but... It's definitely going to start being a lot more fun here um, in the next, you know, few years. And this wasn't this wasn't the off season to really do that, you know, big move or something like that. And hey, you never know that big move might still be coming. You know, they might go out there and push for a starting pitcher, somebody big. You know, Noah Syndergaard, Mike Clevenger. Who, who knows who that could be? So you know, just just hang tight. You know, and then we'll, we'll see what happens here down the road. Well, my, something I, I understood, I, I learned today about the, you know, the signing of Rendon and with Simmons and the, the way we've really beefed up our infield. Um, 
my understanding is Keiko is is tends to be a ground ball pitcher. And is Ryu, Ryu you also a ground ball pitcher? Because I'm saying th- th- these are attractive pieces for any pitcher to have a, a solid infield defense, and which we've upgraded quite a bit, which maybe if it doesn't help us this year, it'll help us next year. Well, I'm looking at Rendon right now, and he's basically going to be – we just ensured that – well, we've seen the Angels ensure that Mike Trout has protection for the next seven years. And a guy who's close to that same plane. That's going to make a difference for Mike Trout offensively. That's going to make a huge difference. He hasn't had really, really good protection almost his entire career. And now he has that. That's taken care of. So, of course, if Rendon is available and you and those pitchers aren't going to be, you got to go make that move. So they made that move. And then you see the Bundy move. And you start hearing through the grapevine that, you know, hey, the Angels think they might be they might see something in him they can work with McCauley on. Watch that. Watch him. He might think you might see a turn here. This is a guy who was a once a, a number one pick. And then you see Tehran and you think, okay, well, all right. He's he's starting his decline, but he's still a guy who can get you some innings while you're getting all these young guys. So I see what the Angels are doing. You add a Ryu in there. And or, or Keuchel, and it's not a bad staff. It's not a bad staff at all. It won't be a World Series winning staff, but you're still competitive, and you can be set up for the future. And I think it's where they're going. Now, here's a question for you guys: Do you think any other aces might show up in the trade pool between now and next July? I mean, I think there's some out there that can be traded for right now as it is you know i mean if you're talking true true ace i don't know if there's going to be really in there that i mean chris sale if you're the one to throw that his, his name out there jake Degrom um are two that kind of really come to mind everybody else not not really i mean you might look at a team like texas if they're struggling you know may try to get rid of a guy like lance lynn who was one of the best pitchers in baseball last year Corey kluber or somebody along the lines of that so yeah, you know, it, there, there's a possibility of, you know, a big ace like that getting put on the market, but I don't know if they really want to go that way. Because I think a big ace such as Chris, and maybe not Chris Sale, but, you know, Jake DeGrom or even Mike Clevenger, um, they, the first thing they ask for is Joe Adele, and I think that's, that's, a, that's a hard no. Um, unless you, Jake DeGrom is a different story. I think if you can get Jake DeGrom and get him to sign somewhat of an extension, I think that that's worth looking at Joe Adele, but there's not too many pitchers out there that you say, uh, you know, I, I debate about giving up Joe Adele for. I, I guess I agree with what he's saying about the free agents, but I'm still, I'm still, I'm still convinced, you know, as convinced as I was, we were going to get Garrett Cole, uh, that uh, they're going to get Keiko Ryu. And uh, something that I, that I want to, um, and I don't know what we need beyond that with but anyways but but something i just was it occurred to me is remember last year derek where everybody was so mad that we weren't trading all our prospects for keiko and look he's a free agent now and we're a we're a much better team now so and we have money to spend on him now i just i just that was jared i don't know if you were on board at that point but we had people just irate that we you know we had to get keiko we got to get that was one of the names they kept throwing around Pardon? Yeah, I know he knows, but I'm just saying, I don't know if he was on the podcast. Yeah, you hear it. It was all over Twitter. we got to get, why don't the Angels get Keiko? And now here he is, a free agent. And um, so I, I honestly, I think 
We just need to get Ryu or Kaiko. One of the two. We got the money. Uh, I think we're an attractive team. So, and and now we're friends with Boris. We've broken <laughs> the ice. Artie and him are going to bars, and, and Artie's out. walking up to him and saying, "I really want this guy," and it worked. <laughs> now, the choice now, if you had a choice, I'm, I'm guessing you won't go for both. Obviously, with, with Tanner still out there, but Ryu is out there now. And Keiko's out there. I guess the question I would have for you guys, if you can choose right now who you really want, knowing Ryu's probably going to cost a little more. Uh, Keiko is probably a bit more stable with his arm right now. Who would you take at this point? That's a tough question, but I'll I'll take the... Oh, man. I'll take Keiko just because I know, you know, I have a little bit more faith in... The injuries on Keiko, I don't think he's really had any major injuries where Ryu's missed significant time with whether it's shoulder or groin or, you know, any type of injury like that. Neck stiffness, you know, I don't that that stuff, you know, the injuries piling up worry me. But, you know, Ryu has shown he's he's a better pitcher. And John, to answer your question, um, last season, Ryu had a 50 percent ground ball rate and Keiko had a 60 percent ground ball rate. So that plays right into your really good defense you know, Simmons, Rendon, Fletcher, and whoever you want to put at first base. Yeah. I guess if you if you want my answer, Derek, and, and I, I promise you I'm not changing my mind because Jared just gave that answer, but from the art, from what I was reading today and where I learned about the ground balls uh, pitching, I actually did switch to Keiko this afternoon. Uh, so I was I, – I think I would if I had my choice between the two. He's younger. I would take Keiko at this point, uh, especially with, uh, again, the way our outfield, our infield is laid out. Nah, it depends to me on years. There have been lots of reports that Ryu won four for four years to $20 million. I'm guess no way. No way. And not with his injury history, not with uh, the commitment you'd have to make at that point because you probably only get max two years out of him. I mean, we already saw we saw late in the year last year a little bit of a decline with him. He got tired in September, and as great a pitcher as he is, I love the fact he's got four good, really good pitches. I just see it as if it's Ryu and two years, go for it, paying the money. If it's Ryu and two years and an option, okay, we could talk about it. If it's Ryu at four years, no, no, you can't make the commitment. Now, Keiko. He's going to cost you less. You can afford to go a little bit longer if that's the case, especially since you already have, if you want some um, some freedom, Tehran's only a one-year deal. So then, okay, make the deal a little bit longer for Keiko. His stuff's not going to... Again, for the guys who don't have this this major reliance on velocity, it's okay if they don't throw 91 anymore and now they're not 90 or 89. doesn't matter. Can you pitch? Do you have control? How's how's that ball moving for you? That's what really matters at that point. You're pitching. You're not throwing. So I'm on the fence. I, I say reuse a better option if you can get him a short term. If it's not going to work out that way and Keiko is agreeable three years or so on and so forth, go get him. I think it's a fair, fair thing. I got so I people got my case on Twitter about it because I said no to four years, Nate. No. And I understand why people are, want to win now and they're willing to throw money out now. But you have to, the same concept. You can't miss the forest for the trees here. 
you got to be able to see the whole picture. And it's not just about winning this year. It's about winning continually. If you're going to lock up that payroll, you, I just see it this way. And I'm, I'm willing to bet if we could see each other right now, I would start seeing some head shake up and down. How many people in the last six, seven years complained about C.J. Wilson's contract? Five years, 75 at the time. And how he didn't live up to a quote-unquote because of injury, so on and so forth. They loved the Wilson deal at the time. Most of them. And I'll t- go ahead and say it now. If Rio were to sign a four-year, $80 million deal with the Angels, people would be excited. Hey, you got Rio. Okay, great. And then when he breaks down in two years, then what? They're going to be hammering Apple for it. Am I wrong? No. And in fact, I'm a little impressed by Twitter, how they reacted to us losing um, Garrett Cole. Because most people were saying, too much, too long, too much. So hopefully people are starting to learn a little bit about, you know, because we're getting beat on length. We're not getting beat on size of, of, of annual uh, on annual salary. No, you're not wrong. Okay. Tell Jared. him he's wrong, Jared. Tell him he's wrong. <laughs> no, no, you're not wrong. And C.J. Wilson was completely worth that deal, um, even, sure was. even with injuries at the end of it. Um, and I don't know if I can say the same thing about – I mean, I'd love to hopefully say the same thing about Ryu, saying that, you know, oh, two years of Ryu plus two years of injury is better you know, than not having him. But I don't know if that will be the case. I mean, I see if you give Ryu – Four years, it's almost like how the Red Sox gave Evaldi four years. I mean, I just don't, I can't see that being the case. I don't, I don't, I couldn't do it. You know what you get into with Ryu? Wilson, when he signed that deal at 575, he'd had a pretty healthy career overall. He just didn't, hadn't found a slot in his Texas. Explain that to us. And of course, this weekend, we're going to go ahead and put out the, the last part of the interview with, with CJ. And he flat out tells us. He could have pitched. You know, he could have played. And um, told us in part two about that. You know, how the the Angels made the decision to shut him down. He wanted surgery. He wanted to come back. And they said, no, we're shutting you down. That was their decision. And there's, you know, there's so many different things going in the background. With Ryu, that $20 million a year, when you're so close to the luxury tax threshold as it is, and you want to be a player in free agency going in the next couple of years, player for trades and extensions. Like, there's nobody major except for maybe Trevor Bauer next offseason, right? But who says they can't get a trade and extension with somebody? We don't know who's going to pop up available. We don't know who's going to be there. Maybe somebody is there. You want to have that flexibility, and I, I just fear that if you lock this guy in for 4 and 80, you're taking that flexibility away. Just gone. All right, so we beat that dead horse. All right, so the sponsorships. Folks are heading to the new, seat, new season, new year. We do need sponsors. If you could, reach out to us at talkinghisgmail.com. If you like what we're doing and you want to help us get the lights on here, you can also leave a voicemail at 657-666-5453. And also remind me, we are part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Make sure you check them out at bigheadsmedia.com. Okay, a couple of notes here. Otani has been cleared from his... Uh, recovery program. He's now allowed to go home in Japan and, and uh, rest up before his comeback and strengthen the arm up for the new season. So that's good news. That goes, get, came out today. Otani's been cleared from his program. Yay. Claps. Applause. Go on, guys. Yay. Uh, you want to hear a funny story about that? Sure. Let's hear, let's hear your story. So I, I actually work with uh, 
a few ladies who live in the building right there. Otani lives in, in the building right on Angel Stadium property. Beautiful, uh, just a small little, you know, worn down luxury, <laughs> whatever. And uh, she asked me the other day, she goes, are they going to trade Otani? And I said, no, they're not going to trade him. She goes, I was just wondering because he's still here. And normally he goes back to Japan. So I said, don't worry, they're not going to trade Otani. So now now we know why he was still here. <laughs> That's cool. He, he's, you know, cleared now. That's going to alleviate some concerns. He's got some time to spare. I am just excited to see how he moves from here. We know how focused this guy is. This guy's a perfectionist. And um, we know he wasn't happy the season last year. We know that he didn't get the pitch, and he's not happy about that. And so I'm excited to see how his recovery goes. And and hopefully a couple of years from now, we're talking about a guy whose career has really blossomed. And I'm not expecting too much this year, but two years from now, I'm looking for something special. How about you, Jared? Otani is unbelievable. Like just the, what did he pitch, 50 innings in his rookie year? I'm, I, I'm so excited to see him pitch again. It's, it's killing me. You know, I want baseball season so bad to watch him pitch because he might not even be up in the triple digits anymore. I, I don't. He might be for all we know. But, um, you know, even heck, 95, 90, 94 to ninety six Motani with just disgusting everything else is going to be so much fun to watch. I, I'm excited. You know, it'll it'll be a lot of fun. Now there were some some comments about how Otani. Um, could be shifting around rotation, and there's a large belief that it's going to be a six-man rotation again. He'll pitch once a week, and um, I think it's the best thing to do, honestly. But I just want to ask you guys, and especially you, Jerry, because you you've played the game. Is there any dangers to being outside the normal rotation, like of a five-man that you get used to instead of being a six-man? No, not really. I mean, you want to definitely be on a you know you want to be on your routine and know when you're pitching. Um, and the angels do a great, a fantastic job about that. You know, it's, it's not like just because we don't hear about, you know, who's pitching, you know, every so-and-so day, that doesn't mean that, that the players don't know, but you know, you, as a player, you definitely want to be in some type of routine and you want to keep it, you know, going week after week. And it, it'll be, um, it, it'll be, I think a little bit, it's a, it's a change for sure. You know, just having, I think you know my my sense is that they they'll go Otani on Sunday and you know that'll that'll be kind of cool to see that I I think that's what they'll they'll do I I don't know they may do something different it's going to be up to you know Joe Madden staff but you know it's 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 something routine is what you know players want it's what everybody wants and um, it's it's going to be kind of tough to see players get into that but you know at the same time it's it's not a it's not a bad thing and you can actually still go with a five man rotation in a sense and have your sixth guy kind of waiting on the sides or you could go with a bullpen game on, you know, heck once a week, you know, if, if that's the case or, you know, so I, I don't really know what they're going to do. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. I think considering what they have around him now, at least I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be not perfect, but fine. And finally, Oh boy, here we go. Jared, you lit the fire this week with your tweet about the staff. And you said basically that one more quality starter frees your otherwise. And you felt like this it's not a bad staff at all. That's what you actually wrote. Um, 
You actually said, quote, I know it's going to sound crazy, but I'll say it. I like the Angels rotation, just one more free agent trade. And I looked at that, and I thought, man, he's lost his mind. (laughs) A couple people messaging me and telling me the very same thing. Go get your boy. He's lost his mind. And then you made the case specifically you talked about innings. And this is where I was disagreeing. You added it up, and you had Bundy. You're estimating at 180, Heaney at 140, Otani at 125, Kane at 125, Suarez at 100. Now, this is before they got to Heron. And you add to 670. You said get another pitcher, throw at 150, and you got yourself roughly 800 of the average to above average pitcher. You said you had data. Make your case, man. Come on. Well, I mean, let's let's just, I'm going to put this out there now. Tehran is not, you know, the notable guy that, I mean, we can agree on that, right? He's not the notable pitcher that, you know, you need. He's the guy, and I think we've said, I said this before, he's the guy who replaces a Suarez or Sandoval in this rotation, right? Okay. Yeah, okay. So you're so, saying, and, so one more then? Yes, no, you, you definitely need one more that's not, Tehran, you know, and what I meant by this was you need a Keiko Ryu or you need to trade for somebody. You know, you can't just go out. Tehran was not is not the answer. And we know that, you know, it, it wasn't that. And I got some I got a couple comments about that. Oh, so Tehran is the guy. No, no, Tehran is not the guy who he's the guy who replaces Suarez and Sandoval in this rotation gives you more depth. Um, building on that. Yes, I think that, you know, this this rotation was historically bad last year, and I think we can agree on that. There's, it was the r- worst rotation in baseball by far. Um, a lot of that had to do with injuries, and a lot of that had to do with the passing of Tyler Skaggs, in my opinion, the leader of the starters, you know, the leader of the staff, and it's, it's tough. You run and you get a guy like Shohei Otani to come back and give you at minimum, hopefully, 100, 125 innings, maybe if not more. You go out and you get a guy like Dylan Bundy, who has proven that he will eat innings for you. And I use the term eat innings very, very you know, sparingly because I don't like that. You know, you, you need guys that'll give you innings. I guess I'll, I'll use that term. And then you now you go out and get a guy who's going to give you innings in Julio Tehran as well. That's that's kind of really what you needed, because this team was not a seventy-two win team that or whatever how many ever many games they lost last year. Correct? They lost seventy-two games, I think. Yeah, or they won seventy-two. Sorry, yeah. they, they weren't that team, and I think we've we've talked about this before. They they weren't this that team, right? I think they're better than record in the case of a lot, lot of injuries. Yeah. So I mean, you you get a guy, you get Shohei Otani back, you get Bundy, you get a guy like Kaiko Ryu. And now you're really, you know, pushing in the right direction, even without Tehran. You know, even if it was with Suarez or Sandoval, who I think, you know, in a sense, I think that if you would have had those guys in the rotation next year, I, I like them a little bit more than Tehran, but that's besides the point. Um, but, you know, you're you're pushing in the right direction. Um, you know, and I had some, the, the, the offense is projected for a, 43.3 war next year that's that's one of the best in baseball and then you know you you're gonna have to give up a lot of runs to you know to beat the angels you're gonna have to get a lot of runs to beat the angels this next year um you know they, they're it's it's it, they're the offense alone is a playoff team last year or actually fan this year projects them to be the 20th in 
without Tehran and without another starter. 20th in all of baseball with an 11.4 war. Um, it's better than Oakland. That's better than the Twins. Um, that's really close to what the Rangers are as well, by the way. Rangers are about top 15. You get a guy like you know, Keiko or Ryu, or you make a trade for somebody, and that pushes you, you know, into the top 15 in pitch and for for staffs this year. Preseason, of course, you know, every, anything can happen in during the season. But preseason, if you're pushing a top 15 staff along with a top five offense in baseball, that's that's looking pretty decent towards a playoff team, right? Yeah, I but I'm going to go back to where my concerns were. In all those estimates, though, just the pitching side. Offensively, worst comes to worst, they're going to have to hit people this year. They're going to the offense to do it, finally. You had Bundy estimate 180 innings, Heaney at 140, Otani at 125, Kenny 125, Suarez at 100. So take Suarez out of there, okay, for this estimate, and you're going to have Teheron in there at 175. So 75 more innings. Is that what you what you're thinking? Yeah, roughly about that. Okay, so, but here's my concern. Mm. Even Bundy, if I remember correctly, even Bundy has only hit that number, that magic number you're talking about, like never. The most is 171 and two-thirds. So all of a sudden you expect to come over here and hit 180. Heaney's hit 140, I believe, what, once his career? Is that correct? Uh, I'd have to go and look, but that sounds about right, I guess. Okay. Probably maybe twice. Once or twice, one, yeah. All right, so uh, once. He had one year of 180 innings, then 105, 29, 6, 21, and 95.1. Okay, so we're not just we're one year of over 105 and two-thirds. Of course, that one year was a pretty decent one for him. Griffin Canning got injured twice this year at what? Uh, 90 innings, right? So that's my thing. Is all these guys you're talking about, they've never had those innings in their career. I'm not saying it can't be done, but it seems like you're overestimating the rest of these guys when they've never done it before. I don't necessarily say think that I'm overestimating. I do think that it could be on the high side there for sure. Um, but I've seen Fangraphs does have higher estimates on some of these guys. Um, like Fangraphs has 180 innings for Heaney this year, 147 for Canning, you know, and they had Sandoval in the starting rotation as well. And they have, you know, so it's it's one of those things where I mean, I mean, yes, you're right. You, you can't really tell on the innings wise what everybody's going to pitch, and that's going to be the real question. But um, yeah, it, it's it's tough to say that they're going to get you know above the innings. But being that if I'm right, most of them are completely healthy, right? You know, Tawny's back to full health. We don't know what he's going to bring out there. No word yet on canning, but, you know, people are saying that he's healthy. Uh, Bundy hasn't had any problems. Tehran hasn't had any problems. So, you, you know, there's there's should be no reason why they shouldn't be able to pitch above 100, or, you know, those those innings totals. And I, I, I felt like it was conservative as well. You, you know, thought it was conservative? That, I did feel like it was conservative. Yeah, you know, you bun- Jared, they've never done it before. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's conservative. You know, if all of them are healthy going into opening day and you have your six, it's conser- that's a conservative estimate. It is. But doesn't historical record on their accounts matter? Yes. In other words, no, it, 
hundred percent. But when is has Andrew when has Andrew Heaney ever been healthy going into a season? Has that happened yet with the Angels? I can't. The last two years for sure he hasn't been, and then the year before that I think he had the Tommy John. So I don't think he's ever really been healthy coming into a season before. And same thing here, you know, with uh, with Otani or not with Otani, but Heaney aside. I mean, Heaney's going to be the main point here. But you know, Heaney hasn't been healthy coming into a season. I don't. I can't remember till since when since he was a rookie. I think. But he's never stayed healthy either, dude. Exactly. No, no. You, These are, you, you're you're right, talking about guys who a guy who's never stayed healthy. Did I say 160 innings for Heaney? I think that's still. I think if he's healthy to start the season, that's a conservative estimate. I think that he could probably pitch in between 140 and 160 innings next year, and the, on the high side of conservative, you know. So you had he was what you had him at. Gee, I just had that pulled up too. 140. I mean, he's only I, done that once in his career, once, and he spent time with DL last year. And he didn't start the season off healthy. I think, like I said, if he starts the season off healthy, he can easily push for 140 innings. I think that's I think that's an easy 25 starts, and I think that he can he could push he could push 140 innings. You're talking about a Stafford where nobody got there last year, man. Trick. Oh, well, I mean, but we had I all mean, the issues. You know, Tyler, if Skaggs is still around, Skaggs gets to that point, um, and I feel like other guys would get to that point as well. You know, Ski. I think the main point behind that, I mean, Skag, losing Skaggs was huge last year, bigger than, you know, just the innings here. I think that losing Skaggs, you know, emotionally and everything for Canning as well and, you know, for all the young guys and Heaney and just everybody in the staff, I think that losing Skaggs was the was the worst out of everything. I, I think the injuries were bad, but I think that losing Skaggs was just as bad. I think this, your thoughts? You know, I don't think I think if you don't lose Skaggs last year, this team might push close to a playoff team. Maybe not after seeing, you know, you need 90 plus wins. I don't think they get to 90 plus wins, but I think they could easily they're not a 72 win team. I think if if Skaggs doesn't pass away, I think they are a 80 to 85 win team last year. I think that it's true, you know, I think that we're looking at this offseason completely differently. Well, I, I'm just looking at the Fabian Ardaya, and that was what I was looking at before I looked at Jared's Twitter. And I mean, I mean, some of them we just have to be optimistic that Otani's 100 percent healthy, so he has a history of, of of being able to put some innings in. I'm assuming in Japan really hasn't done with us, but um, but just alone the bun, the Bundy at Tehran they, again, they're doubled. They're doubled what the um, Harvey and Cahill did last year. They pitched 162 innings. Um, these guys put up 336 innings. If we have starters, other and, and if we have a six-man rotation, I don't necessarily know that we need all of these astronomical innings because they're not going to be pitching as much. So I'm very, I, 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 I was already, re, you know, leaning towards. I was very happy, and I think I said at the beginning of this podcast, if I didn't say it before we started recording. I really think we're if we get Keiko or we get Ryu, I think this is a, a booming success for us uh, this season. I mean, this off season, and I and I question too if we'd gotten um, Garrett Cole, what would we be able to fill around him at this point? And we still need a catcher. So, I I think 
I'm very happy with what, and talk to me last year before we started the podcast, I would not have been happy, but I'm happy now from what I can see. Again, again, I'm going to preface it again and again and again and again. We need to get something that resembles an ace, Ryu or Keiko. I'm not sure that they're going to be the ace, but they need to resemble it, at least before the season starts. But they're not going to be an ace at this point. Whether it's Ryu or Keiko, I mean, Ryu is going to be a borderline ace. Okay. Keiko will, would not be an ace on their teams, but he'll have to be that here. So we ha- there has to be a certain, um, a certain, you know, measurable excitations here. They didn't get the ace ace that we all hope they would get. They're going next level down, next tier, so to speak. So I'm not trying to rain your parade. I'm not trying to be your Debbie Downer. But oh, we have money. We have money still. You do, but we still have money. That's kind of that's not that's the that's the the consolation prize to not getting coal is we still have money. I mean, just just point it out, dude. It's not, they're not a total ace. I'm not trying to to wreck your day, but they don't have the full. You know, they don't have the Garrett Cole of the world or a Strasburg who like, even some of you is not a full ace, but close enough. Sorry, dude. I'm not trying to rain too much. It's still a good offseason. You're not raining. I'm still, I'm still optimistic. And Jared, I think, is optimistic, according to his tweet. Unless you talk <laughs> him down. We haven't heard him now. I don't know. Maybe now you yeah, maybe, maybe you did Debbie down him. I mean, I'm optimistic if they get one of those two guys. I'm just also saying they they don't have that top-line stat that will be able to carry into a World Series. That's what I'm trying to say. You haven't seen Otani pitch a full season in an Angel uniform. Well, he's only pitched so, 50 innings. Be optimistic. Be optimistic. Jared? Uh, I mean, yeah, stay optimistic. But, I mean, I'll, I'll rattle off a couple more stats here. Um, they have the, they're have they projected for the 14th best ERA in baseball better with a 4.37 ERA, better than what the Cubs, the Phillies, the Rangers, A's, and Twins would have. Um, so if you add... Keigel or Ryu to the mix that could only improve what that would be. Um, there, if you're a FIP guy, they're projected for the 18th high best FIP in uh, baseball with a 4.50 FIP, better than the Phillies, the A's, the Twins. Just I think it was three points behind the Rangers. With uh, this is all without Tehran, by the way. Um, that would have uh, 4.5 ERA would have been top 15 in baseball last year. Um, so there's that. And um, again, you you add a guy, and I, I'm going to name off a couple guys here. You add, you know, whether it's Cindergard, John Gray, Marcus Stroman, Matthew Boyd, Chris Archer, um, Ryu, Keuchel, Robbie Ray, David Price, Jose Quintana, or Danny Duffy um, into this mix, and I think you push a top 15 rotation in baseball, which would be better than rotations like the Cardinals, the Braves, or even the Cubs. And with the you know the offense that they have in play, I. I think this team has a, a real shot of being a playoff team. Um, if not, I mean, this is going to really push it. I think they could push push the AL West border. If the Astros have somewhat of a you know down year, they they've lost some pitching. That you lose Miley and you lose Garrett Cole, you know. Um, and I don't think the A's are going to be what they were last year. And the Rangers are decently interesting, but I don't think the offense is there for the Rangers. You know, I I think that the AL West is kind of open for the takings in a, in a sense, but the Astros are still there and the Astros are still really freaking good. So, but I think there's a chance you can push the AL West. Definitely a wild card. All right, guys. Well, 
lively show today. It is time for us to go. We do want to ask it again. Go check out our social media, Talking Halos on Twitter or on Facebook at Talking Halos. Search for it. We also have a group, Talking Halos group. You can find Jared at Jared underscore Timmons. You can find John at John on Twitter. You can find me at DC Apollo. We're available anywhere podcasts can be found. Here we go. Closing thoughts. Heading to you first, John. What you got? Uh, I res- I actually respect Garrett Cole a little more today. Um, after seeing the pictures that, that they've shown online, and, and, and I'm not sure I totally understood if the actual sign he was holding at the press conference was the one he was holding as a teenager, where he said Yankee, what Yankee fan for life or Yankee for life, that he held at a, a World Series game. Um, so the kid, if he's been a Yankee fan his whole life, I, this explains a lot more to me because I was very confused about him being an orange County boy and signing with uh, the Yankees. I knew he was a Yankee fan, but for him to still have that sign, if that's the exact same sign, it looks very similar, but I, maybe you guys know if it's the real sign, but I actually kind of respect his decision a lot more disappointed still, but I respect it. All right. Yeah, it's my Garrett Cole rant. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> no. Jared. Uh, I got two things. Um, if Garrett Cole you know, truly liked the Yankees, then he must have liked the Cowboys and the Red Wings as well. And second off, just thinking about this during the podcast, uh, Keuchel, not Ryu. Uh, Ryu's never really been in a top spot like Keuchel has been before. You know, Ryu's got pe- had people around him, Kershaw, Bueller, and those guys who's taking the pressure off him. Uh, push for Keuchel. All right. Well, my thoughts are get one of them. If if we're used too long, no. So there you go. I, at this point, just get those guys. I'm favorable to sign one of those two over a trade at this point. You might as well hold on to this prospect a little bit longer and see if you can get something better for him down the line. All right. So that's all you guys say. Have a great one. And we'll see you this weekend with the final part of our CJ Wilson interview. Take it easy. We're out. Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA. Only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. Let's say you make it to the top. What's next? Relish in the glory of your accomplishments? Okay, sure, for a minute. But then you move forward. Take the 2021 Escalade. Cadillac's newest arrival is more than just a celebration of iconic luxury. It's the most technologically advanced Escalade ever. Because arriving is just the beginning. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.